Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and good morning. It's Todd Tomasella in Dallas, Texas, and I've got my beautiful brother, Frank Telford, on the other line. Good morning, Frank. How are you, brother? Good morning, Todd. I am just enjoying this beautiful morning here in Virginia Beach. We just got over about two or three days in a row of rain. Now the sun is out, the birds are chirping, and uh, it looks like a great new day. Absolutely, brother. We're, we're talking about something I know is dear to your heart, and every true believer this morning, This I titled it Modern Frauds, Modern modern-day frauds and how they operate. You know, the, the most prevalent sign of the return of Jesus is false prophets. In fact, that's the first thing Jesus answered his disciples when they asked him what is going to be the signs of the last times. You know, Brother Frank, I know you're in the ministry too. We probably both, I know I do, often get the question, where are we? When's Jesus coming? They're trying to get like a little bit of a feel for what maybe the Holy yeah, Spirit absolutely. might be showing us through the scripture that we've never been closer than we are right now. But the very first thing Jesus said when his disciples asked him, what will be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the age? Not only the first thing, but the most repeated and prevalent sign of the last days is the epidemic invasion of false prophets. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and how to discern who is an absolute fraud and who is authentic according to scripture. There are many false prophets going on among you and they're just deceiving many. That's what scripture teaches. The Bible, Brother Frank, as you know, never says that there would be many true prophets. So don't be upset, saints. I would encourage it. When you start to realize that a lot of the people you've been listening to and tuned into and bought into really are not, they aren't authentic. And so we've got to say, hey, let God be true and every man a liar. I got a little email question yesterday that fits right here. And the person, we get this often, but this particular person said, in your mind, who are the true teachers? Well, my answer was John the Baptist, Jesus, the apostles, the prophets, the scriptures. That's it. Those are the only divinely authenticated true preachers and men whom God made their words that he gave them. And they were faithful to speak and write as the Holy Scriptures, the final authority of God, which he's lifted even above his own name. As you know, Brother Frank, Psalm 138, two. He's magnified his word even above his name. It's forever settled in heaven, Psalm 119.89. And that's why God gave us his word. So we would not be deceived by this epidemic of false teachers that Jesus would said would invade the earth in the final days. There in Matthew 24, we were 
talking about how his disciples said, what is going to be the sign of thy coming? Jesus says in verse 4, Matthew 24, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Not only are they going to say they're of, that they are Christ, but that they're, they're of Christ, and they're going to deceive many. Verse 11, he says it again in the middle of this discourse. Isn't that interesting? The beginning, the middle, and the end. Here's the middle one. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. Verse 24, there shall arise false Christs, and now he brings them both together, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, inasmuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, that's an interesting part there. I was listening to Mike Bickle, one of the IHOP warlocks. Yes, I call them a warlock. That's exactly what these guys are. They know exactly what they're doing. They're of the evil one, and so many that are not biblical Christians believe these guys are the best thing since sliced bread. These guys are good talkers now. God gifted them to capture an audience with their words, but their hearts are not with the Lord, just like the prophets of old that were cited by the true prophets of the Lord and the apostles. They speak great swelling words, and they allure through the lust of the flesh. And, you know, Brother Frank, have you ever stood back and said, and saw how these guys tell stories and how they can be so impactful with their words, but they're basically like Jude and Peter in Proverbs says, that they're clouds and wind without rain, like they have no substance. Yes, sir. Have you noticed a lot of what those guys do is talk about themselves, the very self-oriented or self-centered uh, gospel that they preach, and it's it's usually that they are the great example. I've listened to some sermons that will just blow your mind if you actually break down what they're saying. They'll, they'll go about saying how they were the, the best child growing up, the best husband now, the best, you know, the best this, the best that, doing the exact opposite of what Paul said about boasting in your weaknesses. When, when you were going over some of those scriptures about deception, I don't think that there is a New Testament uh, writer um, that did not warn us about false teachers or false prophets. I was Correct. just thinking of what um, was written in Acts 20, where it, where it says, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Then he goes on to say, And I did not stop saying this for three years with tears trying to warn you guys. So it is a wonder with all the warnings in the New Testament that people are so easily led astray by these who are contradicting the Bible just about every time they speak. I know you do a constant outreach to warn the saints in order to protect them, and I love that about you because I I really discern a a true pastoral heart that cares for the people. And you've probably been told a million times too, oh, you need to calm down. Why are you always talking about false prophets? And in this case, we love the great shepherd of the sheep who is constantly moving upon us to warn the sheep and to teach them discernment. This program, the governing truth, come right out of Ezekiel 44, 23, where it tells us that the actual true under shepherds of the Lord will teach his people discernment. That's what we're doing here today, folks, because there's an epidemic of false prophets on the scene as Jesus and his apostles promised there would be. And we're going to talk about a few things that you can look for and what the Bible says concerning those things. Now, before we move on from the passage you just read out of Acts 20, 29 through 32, the Apostle Paul, Paul was so concerned about the body of Christ. If there were no danger, why would this great apostle of Jesus, Paul, have cried three years, night and day with tears, Acts 20, verse 31, knowing 
knowing that there would be evil men, wolves, that would enter in among them, not sparing the flock. Notice they came in among them. And here are the things that I've written down that I believe are at the top of the list to discuss concerning knowing who is true and who is a fraud. And number one, Brother Frank, I would say they do not preach out of the scriptures. They tell stories, which the Bible said they would do in Second Timothy 4. There would be the people would listen to their fables and be turned away from the truth. These guys go on and on telling stories. I listened to a guy last night. I was into his second video, and I don't know if there was one or two scriptures. You know, after 30 to 45 minutes of listening to him, Paul warned that we're going to be judged in the end for whether or not we preach the Word. He told Timothy, and Brother Frank and I and all of us need to take great heed to this. He says, Paul, I charge thee, you know, this is our big brother Paul, just like Timothy's big brother, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick or the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. That's it, folks. Just preach the raw word of God. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. That is the word of God being your only doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They will not hold themselves accountable, the sound doctrine that is. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Now, Brother Frank, am I ringing true there? Have you observed that a lot of folks are telling stories and gathering a large audience? Yeah, it's like we have a, a bunch of leaders who are motivational speakers, and, and the message makes you, is, is one that pumps you up, it makes you feel good, it makes you, you know, it's very similar to what you can experience if you're trying to get motivated, to motivate your sales force, you know, they have these motivational people that will come in and pump you up and tell you what you can gain, what you can get, and you go out there, but it's 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 something that doesn't last, there's no endurance to it, and, and furthermore, when you're walking with the Lord, everything is not always up and sky high and, and great, <laughs> sometimes things are very difficult, conversation trials, tests, and storms, that's part of the walk, and you've got to be grounded in that word, to know those promises so you can hold on to them when, when things look a little dark. You know, you, you brought up a great point just a second ago about um, how, you know, some individuals would go, why why would you point these guys out? Why would you, you know, some, some will even go as far as, have you ever talked to them in person before you said this? Now, these are public speakers now. I mean, these, they are they're preaching heresies and lies to whoever has ears Publicly. to hear. And this is not yeah. something that they transgress personally against me or you, that we would have to go and say, hey, you know, you wronged me. Let's get this right. That's, that's what that passage right. means. When it says go to that's from Matthew 18. Now, so uh, and they're not even Christians, true. brother. They're wolves. These are false teachers, and that's talking about brothers right there. That's a great point. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, so I mean, if they're preaching out, out in, in the, let's use an analogy here. Okay, well, you can use an analogy of, of a shepherd, or let's just say a, a, a farmer that's raising some chickens. Would you, if, if you knew a fox was outside the chicken coop, okay? Um, yes, as Christians, we're called to love and pray, and I, I don't think I've ever exposed anybody that I didn't feel convicted to pray for their soul, because we don't. We want them to repent. That's the goal. But um, I would not let. I would not be more concerned about him preaching the heresies of Fox than I would about him trying to get in at those chickens and kill them. So if you can imagine, if you don't mark and avoid these individuals, you you have to look at it from the perspective that they are corrupting the youth. They are corrupting the gullible. They're corrupting the innocent, uh, the babes that's in right. Christ that are that are that's susceptible right. to hearing these things. They have not grown. They're not on meat yet. And so they hear these yeah. you know great sermons. They hear and like you said, they're they're very good at what they 
say. They're excellent speakers, and they can motivate them, and they can throw in some things that can really attract them. They can make them feel special. Uh, they can give them titles. You know, there's, you know, they can say, you know, your experience and sensations from the Holy Spirit that, you know, only are talked about in the last days. And the people don't know. They, they can't even, at that point, test or discern if it's from God or yet because they're not grounded in the Word yet. That's right. You know, it, that would be paramount to us going, oh, leave the child predator alone, you judgmental idiot. Really? Right. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Children are at stake here. People don't see the thing. I mean, I, I sat down with as God ordained because I didn't, God put that meaning together with a guy that's in his upper 60s or 70s that has been a pastor for 40 years or something that was a vineyard pastor. I mean, this, this guy is so apostate. He has no, this guy has, is way out there and he's trying to justify these wolves who are destroying. I found my, the Lord had me tell that whole table full of men and women that they could care less, these fellows that were arguing to defend these false teachers, including Mike Bickle and these IHOP warlocks. So it's nothing but a bunch of witchcraft. And if you caught up in that, my friend, you need to come out of that. That is absolute delusionment. In fact, we got many things on safeguardyoursoul.com on this. Many of their false prophets, their warlocks and witches that are operating as supposed Christian leaders, as Paul said they would. They would appear as angels of light. But there would be Satan's ministers, 2 Corinthians 11, 12 through 15. And, you know, the acrobatics these people will go through to defend their, they wouldn't even, if I cursed Jesus, they wouldn't get that upset. But you dare touch one of their idol shepherds, I-D-O-L, Zechariah 11, 17. Man, they're going to come unglued. Now, moving here with finishing this first point, which, Brother Frank, is the most important foundational truth to discern, like the Bereans did. They took Paul to task. Paul didn't get upset when he was questioned. I don't know why all these people get all upset when you question their favorite leader or them. You know, Brother Frank, I'm thinking that if somebody came to me and said, Brother Todd, I think you're off because the Bible says ABC and you're, you're teaching C, D, E, and F. I believe I'd be like, well, praise God, brother, show me, help me. We shouldn't desire to be right, saints. We should just desire to be biblical. And we're all learning the Bible now. Amen. People get upset because somebody tests their message to the Word of God. You got somebody that's serving himself, as Brother Frank pointed out early. He that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory. John seven eighteen. Now notice here, when I preach, or you preach, or anyone preaches and tells stories or whatever they're doing, supposedly as a Christian minister, a Christian leader, using our own words instead of Scripture, what are we doing? We're asking people to believe something based on what we said. Uh-oh, that's an absolute faulty foundation and premise. The Bible says that if you speak for the Lord, you must speak according to the oracles of God. If any man speak, that is for the Lord, let him speak as of the oracles of the written word of God. First Peter 4.11. If any man speak, let him speak as of the oracles of God, speaking the written word of God, which is a final authority. And Jesus made it clear, Luke 24 and other places, that he reveals himself through his word. And we're going to point again here in a minute, because that's very important. A lot of folks want you to believe something else other than the word of God. That's why you and I must study to show ourselves approved unto God, workmen that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly divided into word of truth, or we will be deceived. We have a Bible, therefore we have no excuse for following false teaching or false teachers. Now, to develop that point, Ezekiel 3, 4, God tells Ezekiel, his servant, prophet, speak with my words unto them. 
speak with my, not your words, my words. That's why it's so important to be resourceful in the Holy Scriptures, and our ability to be used of the Lord is based on that, because we only want to be conduits in the wisdom and love of God, of the Word of God, the pure Word of God. Preach the Word, 2 Timothy 4, 2. We just read that passage. Ladies and gentlemen of the Lord, let's just preach and communicate the Word of God, speaking the truth in love. Let God's Word do the work. Our words are not weighty, have no eternal value. Our explanation of the Scriptures cannot compare to the Scriptures themselves. Now, beware as we transition here to the second point, that there are those who give dreams and visions, but they don't give the Word of God. And they go on and on about how the Lord moved them to this city and that city, and then He told them, you know, and somebody gave this multi-million dollar property. Oh, so we're supposed to go, oh, this must be of God, because somebody gave a $40 million property. It had to be of God, right? Wrong! The Catholic cult, the Mormon cult, the Jehovah Witnesses is worth billions in real estate alone. Does that make them authenticated in the eyes of God? No, they could not be more antichrist. That doesn't authenticate anyone. The Word of God is the final authority. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Thy Word, O Father, right, David wrote, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, Brother Frank, as we kind of transition from that absolute monumentally important point, that the Word of God, not me, not Brother Frank, not your favorite pastor or writer, but the Word of God is final authority. And you better test everybody's message to the Word of God, just like the Bereans did with Paul. Acts 17.11, I want you to memorize that verse and become very, very familiar with it, saints. Acts 17. 11. Now, and, and also read Jeremiah 23, and you'll see exactly how these phony frauds operate today, which, Brother Frank, we're not even going to scratch the surface here. This is just an incredible topic of great import and jeopardy of soul for those who are waiting for the return of the Lord. Scripture is not the final authority, saints, of these fellows, and that's why they tell stories. They're no different than the Pharisees we read about in Mark 7, 6 through 9, where Jesus says, you set aside you ignore, crassly ignore the scriptures, the commandment of God, so that you may keep your own tradition. Brother Frank, you're familiar with the fact that I've got recently invited on to somebody else's radio program to debate their pastor, a Baptist pastor, who insists that unconditional eternal security, once saved, always saved, is biblical. This guy, after two and a half, three hours, he got buried with scripture, but he refused, absolutely refused to hearken to the scripture. Instead, just like the Pharisees of Christ's day that he cited for putting aside the word of God to keep their own tradition, this guy was not going to leave his tradition, brother. He was forsaken and denying Christ who said you can fall away. And even when his feet were put to the fire and call, he was called a liar for saying that you can't fall away when Jesus said you can fall away. I mean, who's lying, right? Luke 8, 13, right. Jesus used the term fall away, brother Frank. So it's possible. And so in retrospect, looking upon, listening to that program again, or reflecting upon it, this guy, it's a perfect example of a so-called Christian leader who's setting aside the Word of God and holding to his tradition. That is a false teacher, folks. You, me, or anybody else, anybody who does that is a false teacher. Jesus said, 
that true followers of Christ always put God's word as final authority. John eight forty seven, Jesus said, He that is of God heareth God's words. Then he said to the false teachers, Ye therefore hear them not, because you're not of God. Hear them means you put them as the highest authority. If God's word is not my highest authority, I am a false teacher. Anyone is that does not put God's word as final authority. Again, John eight forty seven. please memorize it from the King James Bible. He that is, notice, of God, hears God's word. Who's of God? Those that hear God's word. They put it as, they esteem it as final authority. And those that are not of God just simply don't do that. Now, Brother Frank, you spoke of motivational speakers. A lot of these, so you mentioned that a couple of times earlier. Great point. A lot of these guys, Joel Osteen being the most visible one, they're just motivational speakers. They're hanging over the flames of eternal damnation by a spider thread. I can tell you that. There is sure for you know, hell. Well, if, if, you, if, yeah. you were, if you were to if you were to look and see one common trait in all of these guys who have come in and, and, and taken the saints to follow after themselves, they are doing it for their own personal motivations. They're doing it for power. And the one thing that they can never hide is they love money. And it's true. Most of these guys are very wealthy. Uh, they they put the congregation to shame from, from the amount of donations that they receive. We, we talked about two preachers that we recently saw on a YouTube video. It's Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis, I believe his name was. And they were, mm-hmm. they were justifying to the people why they needed private jets. And one of the things they brought out was, uh, and they have bodyguards, of course, too, brought up was the fact that they did not want people coming up into the in, in public airports and asking for <laughs> oh. prayer because that somehow was going to interfere with their spiritual walk because it was going to you know what, what Kenneth Open said we don't want these demons encroaching on us now that that's the people so you know consider that for a moment now now let's look at a real man of God now that's a fraud okay. A real man of God, like Peter in Acts 3, when he comes walking up to the temple, there's a man with his hands out, a crippled man, asking for alms. And so Peter says, look at me. And he says, silver and gold have I not, but that which I have I give to thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lazarus, rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. And you, you see there that the, a complete reversal. These guys have silver and gold. And that's so important to them that they can't even be around the people. Peter had no no saw no value in it. But what he had yeah. was that free gift that God had given him that he was willing to give them. Next thing you know, you got the man jumping and leaping and praising God through the temple. And guess what? Glory's going to God. You see, it's a completely different mindset. But they are exposed by how they live. So Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. They can't hide it. But you just can't. You've no. got to be like what you said, the Bereans. You can't just listen to any sermon, any preacher, and expect them to be telling you the truth. You have to be able to hey, go back and yeah. compare it with the Word. You have to be able to test the spirits. You have to be able to uh, test the fruits of the individual, and then you know you got to be cautious. You know, a wolf in sheep's clothing looks just like a just like a sheep. Sounds like a sheep, Absolutely. you know. Yeah, but that, like, but that, yeah, that wolf is going to come out, and you got to be careful about it. You know, brother Frank. Recently, you wrote a really good and brief message on guarding the flock. We've got it on safeguard your soul, saints. God bless all of you who support. We definitely need it. The the war is on for the souls of men. Now, brother Frank, before we close out this program, now let, let's throw out a little example here as we close. Mike Bickle quote says, and these are all over the internet floating around as if there's something to listen to. Listen folks, don't listen to my quote or some other clown. We're mere men. Read the Bible. Read the King James Bible and make that your life. It is your life and your bread and your fun. Got 90 seconds. Mike Bickle says, there is, quote, there is nothing that transforms our hearts and satisfies us more than when the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. Now that sounds good, but really, what's missing, folks? 
Luke's. Let me read it again. There is nothing that transforms our hearts and satisfies us more than when the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us, quote, unquote. What's missing? Well, what's missing is the Word of God, which Jesus said is that which reveals himself to us. He said, search the scriptures, for they are they which testify of me. And Jesus pointed in, in Luke 24, 20, verse 25 and 44, etc., that it was the scriptures of the prophets that revealed who he is. He is the grand subject of all the scripture. Mike Bickle purposely leaves out the scriptures because he wants to you to believe that whatever he says is the Holy Spirit moving and saying things is definitely the Holy Spirit when it's not. Everything must be judged by the Word of God. The Apostle John said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try or test the spirits to see whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world and are deceiving many. It's the spirit of Antichrist, that which poses as Christ representative, but yet underhandedly subverts the gospel. Father, in Jesus' name, strike our hearts to the core of our being with the holy fear of God and teach us thy discernment through thy word. In Jesus' name, we love you, Father. Protect your flock. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several, many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month. And your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.